You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. We're so happy you're with us this morning. I am one of your hosts, Brad Gray. I'm joined by... Yeah, Janine Bitson, and it has just been a fantastic first hour. It has been. Uh, just very packed, for Oh, sure. my goodness. Yes. So I, I just want to uh, connect with our listeners with that website again um, from Dr. Michelle Critella. Uh, what an important subject that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's www.bestforchildren.org. And I just really encourage you with the climate in today's society we need all uh, all the tools we can get you know we need to be all in and that's uh that's our next speaker (laughs) next guest is uh my colleague brady borsen uh good morning to you brady good morning brady is the director of youth and young adult ministry at uh, the diocese of fargo and we're excited to have you on this morning it's good to be here it's uh it's a wonderful opportunity to come out and to speak about the office and uh, what we're about and what we're going to be able to provide for the youth of the diocese. That sounds good, but first let's talk about you. All who right. are you? What do you, got, what do you got going on? Who are you? Where are you come from? All that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so my name is uh, Brady Borslin. Uh, just a quick history. I, so I grew up in Crookston, Minnesota. Uh, I spent all of my years there, did a lot of sports. Uh, I wasn't a Catholic, actually. I was a, a Protestant up until my sophomore year of college or after my sophomore year of college um so did that converted um went on net ministries uh encountered a a kind of a love for youth ministry uh finished up my degree came back up into the area was hired uh by uh, monsignor tim at holy rosary in detroit lakes where i've been the last 10 years prior to this job uh serving as the youth minister uh, in the midst of doing that, I also dabbled with a lot of diocesan stuff in the Diocese of Crookston, where, and they eventually uh, did some, you know, worked for the diocese in the youth department and uh, uh, with the youth camps, youth rallies, you know, assisting the other parishes, helping them get along in their programs. Uh, so did that for about three, four years. And, and during during this time, you were kind of working alongside our intrepid leader here at Real Presence Radio, Mark Wilcox. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so I, you know, I owe a lot to him. He... Uh, he you know, as I was learning more about the faith, I sat with him on a few occasions just to to talk. Uh, I remember vividly like one conversation of us just walking through the grounds of the cathedral. Uh, you know, just him being honest and about stuff, and it was really good for me to hear. Um, and I owe a lot actually to his brother Ray Holcroft. Mm. Yeah, uh, because it was it was through Ray uh, that I got involved into like the church. Mm. Um, so I went to a like a center for ministry development, uh, just like. Continuing ed stuff. Well, just so you know, around here we like to refer to Ray's as Doctor Ray. Doctor Ray it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so Doctor Ray. Uh, so we were, you know, I remember sitting in the hotel one night, and we were just chatting, and and he said, like, you know, I want you to be in youth ministry in the diocese, and I'm going to find a way to get you into a church, and so I went back down to Nebraska for college, and you know, he called me. He's like, hey, I've got this church, uh, this parish that's looking for a youth minister. Like, uh, he's going to call you. This priest is going to call you. Uh, and so Monsignor Tim did call, and we chatted, and uh, it was a really it was a good fit, and I, t- I accepted the job uh, once I graduated from college, and um, so yeah, I owe a lot to the Holcraft family. They've been mm. uh, great people uh, in my life. That's fantastic. Mm. So you've been doing youth ministry now for how long? Um, uh, it, since 2011, I've been employed, but uh, you know, I assisted a little bit before that for okay. a couple of years. So I was on net in 2008. 
Um, so I helped out at the cathedral in their youth program uh, with their summer XLT stuff. Uh, I went to a few Steubenvilles. Uh, there used to be a discipleship week. Um, and so I was, I was active. Uh, I also helped out a little bit with uh, Terry Steen in Ada. Uh, helped her with her program a little, just kind of chaperoned some stuff and hung out. And cool. So what do you love about it? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. What, what's, yeah. what's, what's keeping you in it? You know, that was a, it was a good question to reflect on as I was preparing for this. Um, so when I first got involved in, in the church, it was because of Ultimate Frisbee. Mm, um, I'm a huge sports guy. And so when I was invited to come play Frisbee with them, I was like, great, like I'll go play with the church kids and be better than them. <laughs> um, but it was from there that I encountered a priest, uh, Father Bob. And, you know, he, sat, he had us all get in a circle and he prayed over us. Uh, you know, just that we'd be all safe and, you know, have a good time. And I remember being confused by that because, again, like I said, well, I, was, I wasn't Catholic, but I wasn't really following the faith. And I remember being curious about, like, this whole Christianity thing. Uh, and then after that, we did uh, XLT, which is praise and worship, a keynote, and adoration. Mm. And it was in that moment that uh, the Lord really revealed to himself uh, in the monstrance to me, mm. uh, which drew me into wanting to learn more, to ask questions, uh, to bug any Catholic uh, that I could, uh, just because I was wanting as much information. Uh, and through that, you know, that's where, you know, Mark and Ray stepped in and really, you know, accompanied me. Mm. You know, they helped me on this journey uh, with all the questions. I mean, there are other people too, like my sponsor, uh, Mark Eklund and Brent Evenson, who are very pivotal. Uh, Father Brian is very pivotal. Uh, mm -hmm. But in all of this, like, I asked all these questions, like stupid questions, theological questions, life questions. And then once I felt comfortable, I noticed that kids were starting to come to me to do that same thing. Hmm. Um, through my, you know, my, my sports career, uh, my, the influence that I had in Crookston, like more and more kids were like, hey, like, you're following Jesus. Tell me about that. So because of that, uh, I realized the accompaniment that I had, the people that like discipled into me, like I wanted to do it to other people. Mm. And so Ray, the big, the big thing with Ray was he brought me on to JP2 camp uh, as a counselor. And I remember just being overwhelmed because here's all these kids uh, and all these like college-age Catholics that are living out their faith. And like, they're just being this beautiful light to the world. And I remember being in a cabin with a bunch of the ninth grade boys, and it was a tough year. I remember we had some problems come out of it, but it was good to sit and to really mentor these boys. And they ended up TPing my bed uh, <laughs> in love. Yeah, and, that's a sign of love yeah, and affection, yes. It was. And it was, again, it was after all of those little moments that I realized, like, this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I want to be an influence. I want to be positive influence. Like, I want to, like, reveal the goodness of the Catholic Church to these people because— mm. There's a lot of voices out there that are trying to get kids away mm -hmm. uh, from the church. There's a lot of voices out there that are saying like negative things about the Catholic faith, and so I wanted to step in and be you know an influence in that. Well, how cool is that too? Because you you mentioned the question that word question, and how important it is for us to not be afraid to question. But mm -hmm. when we question and we ask God you know, those pertinent questions, it has to be because we want to grow closer to him. Not that we can prove him wrong or that he doesn't exist. Those questions aren't meant for that, but those questions are meant so that we can grow closer and deeper in relationship with him. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's really uh, interesting because uh, Sherry Waddell, who's just a, a Catholic author, uh, she talks in a book called Forming Intentional Disciples yeah, about this. great book. Yeah, this spiral of silence. Like there's this time when, like, Questions weren't really allowed per se. Like you would just do as what you were told. <clears throat> so this created kind of a little conundrum. Um, 
and like you know coupling that with like now like the kids are just wanting to ask a oh, lot of questions oh they're so hungry oh they're they're so hungry for wanting to know the truth or wanting to know like what the church thinks compared to what society thinks because you know whether it's tiktok snapchat facebook instagram like all of those youtube are are trying to push an agenda mm-hmm. where they're trying to say like well this is i'm a catholic and i believe this this and this which is contradictory and so it's confusing our kids. Mm-hmm. And so they're asking a lot of these questions. So it's been, uh, you know, at Holy Rosary, it was a lot of fun with our Bible studies. Kids were asking like some very tough questions and it was really good for them to see the wheels turning and them to get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I wonder if Brady, you, you, you're pretty tapped into like social media and these sorts of things. You're a younger person. I dabble. Than, you, you're, you're younger than me. So you teach us on these things. I wonder if um, you know, kind of the rise of the internet culture and social media and those sorts of things. As a young person, it seems to me that that people today, that youth today, are confronted with uh, a variety of narratives mm-hmm. much more intensely, let's say, mm-hmm. than perhaps I was as mm-hmm. as a kid. Because you have so many, you have this this access to all sorts of data and information and people who have very strong opinions on things. Whereas when I was a kid, you know, I had the influence of my peers, I had the influence of my teachers and my parents. You know, I didn't have a lot of other outside influences coming at me, mm-hmm. hot and heavy, uh, all the time. So I, I wonder if that doesn't kind of lend itself toward like, youth needing to know. Because these things just, there's so many like strong visions and narratives on life that don't work together it's like how do how do i understand all this right Mm -hmm. do do you think that plays into it yeah definitely um social media the influence of technology plays into that uh you know kind of going back to the 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 little keynote that i gave you guys in Mm -hmm. the office on social media like back in the day it was easy uh communication was one way it was you know print you know, the bulletins and mass announcements. That's how we got the word out. That's how churches mm-hmm. got the word out is, but now in this digital age, like there's, there needs to be more like there's, you know, again, like the Facebook, the Instagram and all that stuff. And that is what is known as like two-way communication where like, you know, we can post something, but now we leave ourselves open to the response. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for the kids, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. They're seeing all these different narratives. They're seeing uh, all these different like pushes and again, it, it's causing them to question, to search, to thirst, to, to understand like what is truth, like what is like absolute truth, uh, like what are the lies that are being pushed. Um, and and it, it does help, it does work to our benefit because it, it gives us a broader reach. Uh, like we're able to say like, here, look at this podcast or here, you know, watch this YouTube video. Or like if someone, um, I, I, you know, I can think of many stories where like uh, whether a youth, a colleague, uh, a friend is down, I'll send them a link to something and it'll elevate them back up or it'll help like put into perspective what they're experiencing. And so it's a very interesting uh, place we're in right now. It is. And, you know, we've had some conversations recently. And I, I want to hit this on the other side of our break here. We're going to have to take a quick break. But on the other side of the break, I want to talk about a little bit about how youth ministry has evolved. Because you know, mm-hmm. you've been doing it now for several years. And right. you're finding that what, what responds to what used to work for youth mm-hmm. is no longer the, the mode of how, how do we engage them? How do we you know, meet them with the message of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, the old ways a lot of times aren't working any longer. Right, and so like right. as a youth minister, you have to kind of respond to where they are now. So we're going to take a quick break. I'll leave that as a little teaser, I guess. It's <laughs> a great tease. Um, to see, you know, how do we, how do we reach this next generation in the midst of uh, a world of digital natives when mm-hmm. we're, we come as digital foreigners. So, right. All right. We'll be back with more Real Presence Radio right after this. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. It's time to awaken. This spring, our live drive will have the theme, Awaken. We'll get the joy of hearing from your fellow listeners on how Real Presence Radio has impacted their lives and awaken them to the beautiful life in the Catholic Church. Also be sure to check your local bulletin to see if your parish is in the incredible parish competition. Don't miss any of it. Coming May 4th through May 7th, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Backer than we've ever been here on Real Presence Live. <laughs> Brad Grange, Neen Bitson, your host. We're speaking with Brady Borslin uh, from the Diocese of Fargo's Youth and Young Adult Ministry Office. And right before we went to the break, we had kind of talked a little bit about how um, youth ministry has evolved, needs to evolve the, the the mind, the needs, the interests, the you know, the the place where the youth mm-hmm. are these days is different than it was a decade ago, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so what do you see in Brady with all of that? Uh, it just our approach needs to change, or it, like you know, it constantly does change, but we just need to be attentive uh, as as the years go on to like our own our own church life, and if if our programs need to change, uh, like some good examples would be. Um, I used tech in the diocese at Crookston, and now it, it doesn't exist in the, anymore there, but it was a beautiful thing. So when I first got involved in it, it was like around the 2008, and if you're familiar, like they do, it's a very great thing. It's just, you know, similar to, you know, other retreats here, like search, but uh, so there'd be a, this this reunion, and at the reunion, you would do a bunch of like motion-based dances or like choreographed dances, or you get them all like jumping around, and we noticed that 
participation in that started to decline and the kids weren't responding the same way that the, you know, right when I first started to do it. So we shifted that around a little bit and went more towards a, a feel of adoration. We, you know, did a, a time we'd bring in, uh, bring in Jesus. We'd have more like prayerful music in it. The, 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 the youth responded, the people at the reunion responded a lot better. So that similar type of thing is, it exists in youth ministry. So like back in the day, like the large youth group model used to work. Like, come on in, we'll play a large game, we'll just mm-hmm. stay here, uh, talk Jesus for a little bit, and then have pizza and ice cream or something. Uh, and it, that worked. It drew kids in, and, and they enjoyed it. Um, well, again, now with social media, with this rise of secularism, like that model does not fit for what we need to be doing anymore. So you see this trend or this change. Uh, you still do a large group, but you're more focused on small group. There's uh, still pizza, though, right? There's lots of pizza, okay, but two slices per kid. <laughs> I was nervous. Uh, <laughs> no gluttony. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you, you see more small group-based ministry where you have, like, a, a leader in charge of four to six kids, uh, you know, most of the times the same gender. Uh, and then what it helps is it helps them form, like, this this trust in this family. Hmm. Because in the, in the life of a youth, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of distress, and it, it, it doesn't help them open up in youth groups right away because they, they just feel like, oh, you're not going to be a stable person for me. Like, you're not going to be here for a, forever. Mm-hmm. So these small groups really help them, you know, find a, a collection of people that are good. Um, and so, you know, in youth ministry, that's kind of like what's going on is, you know, we need to abandon some of the, the old tenants that we've been doing, the old things, uh, and really embrace something new. Uh, and, and it can be scary because it's, it's different. It, it, the churches, like, we can be afraid, like, what is this going to look like? Is it going to be successful? Um, do we have the manpower to do such? Do we have the training to do such? And, you know, that's ultimately why, you know, I'm here to help at the diocese is to help these parishes uh, kind of transition and progress into that new movement. Uh, to have, now I, I want to pro- provide trainings, workshops, and all the tools necessary to help them be successful. That, that is so wonderful because when you look at, for the college level and the focus ministries and the peer ministries that happen at our Newman uh, places, I mean, that's when you have such phenomenal growth mm-hmm. with those, those Bible studies and those close small group connections that are developed in those situations. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like you still want to do the, I mean, the fun and games oh, need absolutely. to exist. Yeah. Um, uh, I really enjoyed at Holy Rosary, like we had a weekly Bible study at Caribou. And it was just always enjoyable, the different kids that would come through the doors. And, you know, there might be someone new this week and like they drug their friend along and uh, they really enjoyed it. So they came back and, you know, then we would go back to the youth room after the Bible study and, you know, play games. We had a pool table, ping pong. We'd, you know, just even some of us would break off and go to another room and just chat about Jesus Mm -hmm. and do more like more deep conversation. And so it was really enjoyable. And, you know, again, that's just uh, where, you know, the, the conversions happen. Yeah. And, and it is so important to have the fellowship activities. I mm-hmm. mean, even being in young life down in the St. Cloud Diocese, yeah. you know, when I was a, a college student, um, you know, it was the Burger, T- Burger King route after we had our praise and worship together. And yeah. then we're all like carting over to Burger King. That's and so right. it is important to have that. But the kids are asking for an even deeper experience. Mm-hmm. So tell us about some of the programs that you have in the Diocese of Fargo. Yeah, so it definitely was pretty wild uh, starting in the midst of a pandemic. 
because everything was, you know, mm-hmm. shut down. But it was beautiful because I was able to get out and visit parishes, visit the workers and ask them like, how they're doing. Uh, so I've been able to learn as much about like the programs that existed, uh, things that we can keep going or things that we're going to tweak a little bit. I, I wanted to actually ask, interject for a second here because just as a, a little uh-oh, bit of a transitional uh-oh. point. Because um, so what you're going into now, I think, is, a, is an important thing. Like there's a difference between being a parish youth minister and a diocesan youth minister, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Um, so how, well, how is that different? And that, that kind of lends into, I think, some of the things that you're doing that, that are being done at the diocesan level, right? That's a really yeah. good point. So good question. Um, yeah, so uh, a parish youth minister is going to do things like Bible studies, mission trips, conferences, camps, retreats, or like if, and try to get their kids to go to things that the diocese does, like youth mm-hmm. rallies, youth trips, uh, mission trips, World Youth Day. And so that's uh, what the parish one youth minister is. The diocesan one, it's going to be more uh, administrative. Uh, we're still going to put programs and events and such on, but we're also going to be huge advocates for parishes, being a support system for them. And again, I always I attribute that back to uh, Dr. Ray. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling. Uh, I call. Some he of really my, deserves it. Uh, some of my youth minister friends in the Crooks and Diocese, and just you know, every every day that I'm here, I always reflect on how he was as a person uh, that got us in because he really uh, laid this foundation in Crookston that got them to where they're at today. Uh, so the thing that we've been kind of talking about at the diocese, uh, it just in regards to my office, is I'm going to steal from the focus model of this idea of like the win, build, send, uh, where you know. The diocesan level, we're going to do like the win events, like those things that are going to be catching, attractive, draw the kids in, like youth rallies, conferences, camps, um, uh, retreats. Uh, and that's going to get their curiosity, like, again, Sherry Waddell, like, getting them through those mm-hmm. thresholds. And then the build events is going to be my our involvement at the parish level, like the trainings, uh, the workshops to help the parish have sustainable ministry going on. Uh, because we know, like, as a youth minister, like, I know how difficult it can be. Like, transitions can be tough. Uh, sustainability can be tough. Like, you may have a really active group one year and kind of a non-active one the next. And, it, and you, you just want to be prepared for that. So, for, for on my end, what we're going to do, uh, the biggest thing that uh, I'm excited for is uh, it's uh, CYAC. They're called Catholic Youth Advisory Council. Now, they may take on a new name at some point. I don't know what the Lord is going to do, but we're, they're going to have kind of a new mission. Uh, they're going to still be involved in, you know, helping out with youth rallies, uh, but we're going to utilize them more uh, as like a discipleship team. Uh, so, some of the focus that's going to come out of us is making... Uh, using them as kind of like an in-house net team uh, where we're going to form them, we're going to train them, uh, we're going to give them uh, tips on how to lead small groups, tips on how to lead retreats. So in the future, uh, they'll be able to be able to go out to parishes and put on retreats for middle school students. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not, it'll probably take a year or so for this to all develop and hash out. Uh, but when I spoke with the team that exists now, they're pretty excited about it. Um, so along with that, they'll be, we're going to, Try to incorporate like some, some uh, like a worship night, uh, like a family, high school, middle school, and like parents can come too. Like uh, we're gonna steal again from Net Ministries, and it's called Lifeline that exists down there. And so we're gonna look at doing uh, a couple of those a year, where we're bringing some speakers, and it'll be very formative, but uh, very, uh, very powerful, God willing. Uh, and we'll still have the youth rallies that we have, and. Uh, um, we're gonna look at uh, really adjusting how we do those. We're gonna do the middle school youth rally. Uh, actually at a retreat center, uh, Red Willow Bible Camp. Uh, utilize the grounds there uh, just because they have a lot more to offer. Um, 
bring in some inflatable games and some pizza. Mm. I think the kids will enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just, uh, again, more to come. It's I'm still learning. Sure. I'm still listening. I'm wanting to to hear from as many people as possible on what they want and really be attentive to that. Uh, we'll also do, uh, throughout the school year, some men's retreats and some women's retreats. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, just specific for for each gender because we know like, the importance or like there's a huge importance for men learning from men and women learning from women. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to keep that going in the diocese. And and I think it's just such a great opportunity too to really help the women understand their feminine genius and the men understand right. their, their incredible gift that uh, God has made them to be. And yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And we also, um, I guess the last thing I, I forgot to say is we do have a, a summer retreat uh, that's slated for June. Uh, it's called All In, and you know it's kind of what this how the segment started mm-hmm. uh, with uh, when Brad introduced us, and um, just simply to put the like the the purpose of that, like the the theme behind it, the idea behind the theme is that there's this girl, uh, she was like struggling like with her life, like I want to serve God, but I'm struggling with the life. I want to do this, I want to do that, uh, and she was just writing in her journal one day, and she just said like, Lord, all right, I'm done, like no more of this, I'm all in. So just taking from that concept of, you know, setting aside the things that, you know, cause us to not want to completely give ourselves mm-hmm. and to really diving in all in and what the response is going to look like, what that new life could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pretty excited for that. That's, oh, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, uh, it reminds me actually of uh, the confessions of St. Augustine and him kind of detailing his own conversion process and how arduous and difficult that was. Yeah. And he finally came to that point of like, I'm, Basically, I'm all in, you know. Yeah. His, one of his earlier prayers I, I thought was just hilarious, where he, he would pray, Lord, grant me chastity, just not yet. Right, you know? right. And, and so I think there is that need for, for all of us, for youth, for adults, um, to really get to that point where it's like, you know what, enough. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going forward. I'm moving all in, right? Yeah. And, and how beautiful is that and how joyful is that? I mean, obviously, Christianity is not an easy road. We have lots of crosses along the way. But when we are all in and we know that He's with us, you know, it just makes it all the more easy to tackle those. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and I mean, we, we kind of take that concept in other aspects of our lives. I was th- reflecting a lot on sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I was big into those. And I, I remember sitting down with our team at, you know, multiple occasions, whether it was in like my high school level or my co- college level. And like, those were the type of discussions. Like we were, if we had a bad game or if we had a bad stretch, like, you know, how can we you know, go all in. Like, mm. what what are we not doing? Like, what are we cheating on? What are we what are we holding back on? That's making yeah. us unsuccessful in what we're trying to accomplish. And so, we do it in other aspects of our life where we we make that firm statement of like, I'm all in. Like, we do it in marriage. Like, I'm all in. Yeah. And At least we should. We should. Yeah. We should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's the same concept. Like, we want to show that to the youth. Like, you know, you can do this. You can go all in. You can be wholeheartedly invested in God and in this world and and still live a holy life. Well, that's wonderful. Well, we thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Yeah, thank you. It's exciting things. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on board at the diocese there, Brady, and it's fun to have you on this morning. Yeah, thank you so so much. um, We are going to have to move into the next break here, but on the other side of the break, we're going to have the joy of the Lord is my strength. Sister Jean Louise will explain how this verse applies to her and an exciting event coming up this summer. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this. Thank you. 